What's up, guys? This is Danny Langloss, and you're listening to the Leadership Excellence Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Consider giving us a rating or review so we can keep growing and help more people. Thank you. There are so many things that impact our ability to achieve success, but none are more important than leadership. Individuals and organizations rise and fall with leadership. We are here to help you rise. Thank you for joining us. This is the Leadership Excellence Podcast. Hello, leaders, and welcome to Leadership Excellence. My name is Danny Langloss, and today I am joined by Karen Shorey, the president of LMI Central Illinois and Slight Edge Coaching. Karen joined us in episode 17 and talked about time management, motivation, and team empowerment. It was such an incredible episode, so we asked her to come back and talk about a topic we've had a lot of interest in lately from our listeners. It's a topic that impacts everybody. That topic is energy. Karen is a certified professional coach with over 25 years of leadership experience. Her enthusiasm for mentoring and developing leaders is evident to all she works with. In 2011, she was introduced to the LMI world while living in Canada. It was in that role she found her passion facilitating and developing leaders to their full potential. Karen, thank you for being willing to come back and join us today and talk about this very important topic. Thank you. It's my pleasure. So, if it, I really encourage people, if you haven't listened to episode 17, to go back and listen to episode 17. We've got a lot of subscribers and listeners who are listening every week. Normally, we would dive into a little bit more of Karen's background and what drives her passion for leadership, but, but she's taking care of that already. And so we're going to get just right square at it. Is that okay, Karen? Absolutely. Jump right in. Jump right in. So, Karen, why is energy such an important topic that individuals and leaders should be focusing on? Well, you know, if you think about it, when energy impacts every part of our lives, and we don't always, uh, it's just not something we're really cognizant of. Um, We kind of walk through life without really thinking about that energy. But we all know that person that walks in the room, um, and their, their energy just like, it energizes us. And then you have maybe that other person that walks in the room and it's like, Oh, you feel that. Um, and we all experience that throughout the course of a day, maybe all those different kinds of energy, but it, it totally and directly impacts our productivity. It, it, it impacts how we show up, whether at work or at home. And, and so I think that's why it's important to create that awareness and, and make people aware um, because we're not stuck at that energy. We are at choice. And I think that's probably one of my biggest um, why I talk about it is I really want to make people aware that you're at choice to determine how you want to show up for whatever situation you're facing. Yeah, no, 100%. It, it is a choice. And we focus on developing our skills and our competencies and, and all these different things in people the job knowledge, but, but most people in most organizations, they, they don't even stop to think about energy and how that energy is impacting their day to day. Yeah. It, it impacts our productivity, our relationships and our attitude. And so we need to be aware of it. it it's not something, you know, it's like the gas gauge in the car. You can't just say, Oh, it's not that important. <laughs> you need to pay attention to it. <laughs> you said something before we went live that a lot of people just think what their energy is, is what it is. And there isn't much you can do about that. And that's just not the case, is it? No, uh, you know, we literally are at choice and it's not about faking something or being something we're not. It's about identifying, okay, where am I right now? And where do I want to be? And what do I need to do to shift that? Um, And once we are aware of those things, you literally can shift your energy you know, I'm not going to say it like that, but pretty cl- close to that. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I can't wait to get into the strategies. But first, what are the key areas to personal energy management? Awareness. Uh, awareness is absolutely the first one. Um, I do offer a, an assessment that actually will measure. Uh, so there's seven different energy levels, first of all, that we need to be aware of. And, and we can be in any one of those levels at any given point during the course of a day. Um, for the most part, when things are well and things are non-stressed, we show up a specific way that's unique to each one of us. Um, and then when we're stressed, we have that tendency to maybe dip back down into one of the lower levels of energy that are more catabolic. 
Um, and so creating that awareness is first of all, um, and then, you know, putting yourself to that place of, of, you know, knowing I have choice, surrounding myself with people that I can talk to and say, hey, I'm, I'm feeling, which means you have to create that common common language with people around you i'm feeling like i'm really struggling i'm in a level one energy right now and i it's it's not serving me and being able to talk to somebody and help them that person could help you get out of that level um so that's just it's really powerful stuff it is so let's talk about let's go ahead and dive into if it's okay with you the seven levels of energy because i think once we put some names to these levels and understand these levels then we can transition into the things that drain our energy. What are the costs of low energy? And then what are the strategies to move between these different levels? Okay, absolutely. So seven levels, like I mentioned, two of them are catabolic, meaning they're draining, they are tearing down and destructive. Um, you know, a lot of people think of catabolic, you kind of think maybe um, sports or working out, that catabolic energy, that adrenaline that rushes through us um, to help us to get through something that's stressful. Um, we don't have adrenaline when things are going well. We have adrenaline when things are stressful because our body's trying to kick in something extra to help us to get over that difficult part. So we have two levels that are catabolic and then five levels that are anabolic, which is just the opposite. They're building up, they're constructive, and they are helpful to get us to what where our goal is. Um, so first of all, understanding those two. Um, and I, I have a chart. If someone is interested, they could always message me um, or email me, and I'd be happy to send them a chart so they could kind of visually see it. Um, <clears throat> but I, to make things easier, I have taken um, the famous characters of Peanuts, Everybody knows Charlie Brown. So I was trying to think what could be something that everybody would know that we could help um, with the understanding of this. So um, taking all the Peanuts characters, um, I could go quickly through what the seven levels are. So level one is Charlie Brown. He's always saying, good grief. Why is this always happening to me? He feels like a victim. The situation that he sees, it's always outside of his control. You know, for example, when he goes to kick the football, what happens every time? Lucy <laughs> takes it from him as he's pulling back to kick. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's level one energy. And that's the kind of energy where we're avoiding conflict, we're avoiding situations. Um, it's a real protective mode. So it serves a purpose. But the question must be asked, in each level is, is this level serving me? Is it serving me staying cocooned inside? Um, you know, maybe people will get off social media for a period of time. That That is a type of level one energy. Again, not a bad thing. Is it serving you? Um, we may avoid conflict because it, you know, why bother? Nothing's gonna change anyhow. Why should I bother talking to this coworker who ticks me off and disrespects me because he's never going to change that situation seems outside of their control. So that's a level one energy. Level two energy, um, I use the character Lucy uh, because she's always in conflict. Um, if you watch the, the show, um, I grew up watching it as a, as a child. Um, I know I'm dating myself. <laughs> but uh, Lucy is all about conflict and fighting for what she wants. So level two energy, it's, it's I win, you lose. and Things are black or they're white. They're yes, they're no. They're good and they're bad. There's no gray in between when you're in level two. It's definitely a level of conflict um, where if you feel like if you don't fight for something, no one else is going to fight for you. So, you know, I'm sure we can all think of situations, <laughs> whether at work or at home, where we've experienced that level two energy. And, you know, we feel like, well, if I don't stand up for myself, nobody else will. And so, um, you know, again, is that serving me? Um, I know for myself personally, um, sometimes level two serves me. Um, I do a lot of things when I'm in level two energy because I'm ticked and I'm mad. I power clean my house like nobody's business <laughs> when I'm mad. So <laughs> in the moment, it might be serving me. <laughs> At least I'm doing something constructive. Um, but so level two energy, you know, again, there, there might be some movement versus level one. Um, but typically, again, we have to ask ourselves, is how I'm feeling serving me right now? 
most people don't like that conflict and there's so much cortisol being released in our systems it's not healthy to stay there and so that's the important thing to know is how long have i been here how long do i really want to stay do i really want to be angry every day when i go to work because i just can't stand this coworker. Um, my boss he disrespects me she disrespects me you know do i really want to show up angry all the time so if you don't well then you might find yourself segueing into level three energy which is um, marcy marcy tolerates the people and things around her it's fine it's okay you know, we all know that, that person, right. you know, on the inside, they might be really bothered and they're going to say, it's okay. You know, someone doesn't show up for a meeting that you were prepared for. It's okay. It's fine. And it's a level of toleration. And so this particular level, it's a little catabolic and a little anabolic. It's a little bit on the edge. So again, the question is, is this level serving me is really, really huge. Um, Sometimes we can tolerate so much that we don't advance anywhere. You can't reach your own goals if you're tolerating what everybody's doing to you all around you. So again, asking yourself, is this serving me? So level three is all about tolerating. Um, it's I win and it's okay if you win too. But at, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I want to win. Um, a great way to show um, an example of level three energy is let's just say something has happened to you. Well, like I explained my terrible, no good, very bad day that I had the other day. I had to at some point go, it's okay. There's nothing I can do about what just happened. It was completely beyond my control. I'm not going to stay there and have a pity party. I'm not going to get angry at anybody because blaming isn't going to help anybody. It is what it is. And I need to move forward because I knew that I had to walk out the door in 10 minutes and be composed, <laughs> even though chaos just happened in my home, right? So I had to just like take a deep breath, let it go. That was total level three energy happening. But that level three energy helped me move into what I had to do next, and that was serve people. So that's our level four energy is Linus. You know, Linus in that storyline, he's always helping Charlie Brown always he is there as the biggest support to charlie brown in that uh, cartoon level four people which a lot of people show up as level four are supporters helpers people that are in the service industry of any type typically are level four energy people meaning when things are good and there is no stress this is how you optim optimally perform and so level four, again, it's, it's I win, but I want you to win too. It's, it's I really want you to win, so I'm going to do whatever it takes to help you win. And so um, the problem with level four is that sometimes in our desire to help others, we can often overlook our own personal needs. So um, it's important to know that if you show up as level four, which, again, if you're in the service industry, again, of any type, you might want to ask yourself, how are your boundaries? Um, because we can have that tendency to not set healthy boundaries and then we hurt ourselves. So it's really important in level four to take um, good care of yourself. Self-care is super important with level four energy. Level five energy is Peppermint Patty. And if you've ever looked at her, there is, she's relentless in her pursuit of Chuck. She's always looking for an opportunity to spend time with Chuck. And it doesn't matter how many no's she hears, she's still optimistic that there's just going to be some day that Chuck is going to see her. Um, and so level five is very characteristic of the mentality of where people just see opportunities. And so it's, it's a really powerful moment because you're able to kind of look past all the negative that just happened and just say, okay, I'm going to see some opportunities. And in the level five energy, we are not only looking for opportunities, but we're looking for solutions as well. And so it's, um, it's looking for that 
how many, how can I, how can I grow out of this? How can I, we hear the expression fail forward. That's a level five mentality. I want to, I'm not failing, I'm moving forward. So it's looking for that way of identifying what can I learn from this situation? And maybe you've met someone like that where maybe something in your mind would be like, oh, that was horrible. And then they had this super positive attitude and like, well, at least I learned blank. And we're might thinking, you know, maybe we're thinking, gee, they're, I think they're a little on the crazy side. <laughs> they're just showing up with a level five energy. And that's fantastic and exciting. Um, level six is Schroeder. When you are in a level six energy, this is a very powerful energy. Um, great people, great visionaries, um, and creative geniuses are in this level because they are able to find this focus and this place where time seems to just stop. And, and maybe, you know, you or the listeners have, have been in a situation where maybe you were working on something, um, whether it was a, a project that you enjoyed um, or a creative thing that you were working on, whether it's music or you're making something with your hands and you just become completely lost in whatever you're doing and you forget time. That's level six energy because you are just literally working at your optimum. Um, there's very, very l little judgment, um, if any, in level six compared to the level one and two where you're judging yourself and you're judging others. So judgment's going away and there's a lot of synergy happening and you see the connectedness of everything and everyone around you. So that is definitely Schroeder because he would just in, you know, in all the crazy that was happening in the cartoon, Schroeder was just like playing his piano, he's just doing his thing. And, and it didn't seem to matter what was going on around him. He was able to find that, that happy place. So that's level six. And then the last one is Snoopy, of course. How can we leave out one of the most famous characters of Peanuts? So Snoopy really exemplifies pure joy. He has an active imagination, you know, zero judgment whatsoever from Snoopy and absolute pure joy. This is the level where, again, judgment is completely gone. Um, it's where we're really connected to our higher self, whether you, whether that higher self is God or a spiritual part of you, um, you know, however you interpret that, when you are connected with that, um, a lot of people find they experience level seven energy when they're out in nature. Um, maybe they're in some sort of spiritual environment when they're praying. Um, these are some different types of um, experiences that you might feel level seven energy. This is where intuition happens. Like, you know, you're just hearing things that you shouldn't, not hearing voices, but sensing things <laughs> you should thanks for clarifying <laughs> that's funny <laughs> you're not hearing things but it's the we all know what intuition is it's when you know something that normally you should not know that's just intuition that's yeah. tapping into level seven energy and so being able to tap into that energy and i say tap into that one because as humans we can't exist there but we can definitely tap into that and the power of tapping into level seven energy is amazing. Um, and I'll just give you, for instance, you know, for me, spirituality is very important. My relationship with God is very important. When I'm struggling with something, like it's just really holding me back. I literally will stop, pray, be quiet, listen to music, and just think, okay, how do I want to show up? And there's just something about that quietness that I'm able to see things in a very different light and make the conscious choice to say, you know what, if I want to show up and serve and I want to choose a level four energy, I guess this is how I need to look at it. And so we kind of look at the levels of energy like lenses that you put on your glasses. And so we are at choice. So, um, and again, you know, I, I, I guess I kind of want to point out that we experience it all these levels throughout the course of a day. So we're not going to stay in one level. You know, we bounce back and forth, but that awareness helps us um, really to show up the best version of ourselves. 
So that was a mouthful. How much sense did any of that make? Complete and total sense. It'd be okay, funny good. if there was like a camera on me that people were seeing and how fast I'm writing and taking notes. <laughs> um, Karen can see that. Uh, because, you know, this is, this is incredible. So I think that there's so much power when you can tell a story, visualize it, relate it to people, and uh, of all things to use, peanuts. Um, <laughs> it's just incredible. And so just an understanding and that awareness of these seven stages, Yeah. if somebody didn't think that they could control their energy or where they show up at, after you lay it out like that, it's very obvious that, that you can. Yeah. So as we, as we walk back through these, and so this was several pages of notes. So if you hear it flipping, um, that's, that's why. So <laughs> number one, Charlie Brown, victimhood. No, I love it. This is, this okay, is awesome. Good. Lucy, number two, kind of always in conflict, win-lose situation, fighting for what you want. Number three, Marcy tolerates things that maybe are beyond her control, saying it's okay, it's fine. It's kind of this acceptance. Number four, Linus. Was that the right name? Linus? Yes. Yep. Um, always helping, supporting others. So those are our supporters, our helpers, service. Um, things are good. There's no stress, kind of an optimal performance way. I win, I want you to win, but we got to make sure we have boundaries. Then you stepped mm -hmm. into number five, Peppermint Patty, um, who's very optimistic, mm -hmm. right? Thinks that there, there's always a way, there's always a way this is going to happen. She's going to figure out a way to spend that time with Chuck, sees opportunities, sees solutions. Um, there, there's no failing. It's always moving forward. Number six, Schroeder, that powerful creative energy, you said creative geniuses, great leaders, mm -hmm. I think of laser focus. Yes. Uh, when you talk fully energized. Uh, nothing around us matters really. Um, we're totally dialed in. We're not being distracted. No judgment, the power of synergy, and then Snoopy, that pure joy. Uh, yeah. where we're really tapping into spirit, nature, active imagination, no judgment connected to our higher self. And I think as, as we look at those seven levels, and especially coming out of level seven, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Come, if you can get to level seven and come out of it, you can choose where you want to go into the levels. Yeah. And that's the really, the beauty of understanding these several seven levels. And, you know, in the workforce, if a team can understand that we can help each other because, you know, we've all seen that one person that's at work that may be struggling. And of course our initial thought is we want to judge them like what's their problem you yeah. know and if we recognize oh my goodness they're they're in a level two energy right now you know and ask them you know some questions you know we're find out what their optimum level is and how can we help you move forward like how can we help you process whatever happened so that you can get to that best self you know and uh and there's a couple of other ways that you can make this relative like there's the example of, have you ever been in rush hour um, and get cut off, right? So oh, yeah. I've been seven there. <laughs> I think everyone can relate to that, too. There's seven different ways that you can look at that one scenario. Level one, I always get cut off. This always happens to me. You're blaming yourself. Level two, you stupid idiot. I'm going to show you. You blame them. Level three, well, that was a close call. Must have been tough. It's all going to be okay. We're going to be fine. We'll arrive to our places at a time. Level four is, wow, this guy must have some sort of family emergency going on. I hope he gets safe to where he's going. Um, level five would be like, wow, that's a close call. Glad we didn't have an accident, but what a great opportunity for me to exercise my defensive driving skills. <laughs> level six would be, well, it's just another day on the road. See what life has to offer. And seven, level seven is traffic. What traffic? <laughs> <laughs> great, great examples. The important thing of that and the way you bring that to life is we choose. Yeah, we absolutely. We choose what mindset we're going to show up with. Yeah. And we choose what direction we're going to go with that because people can pick any of those choices. And if, if we're not in a position where we can be aware and control our emotions, then we're going to need to dig in some deeper strategies to, to figure out um, how to be more healthy in those areas so we can choose. Absolutely. So let's transition just really quick. What are the key factors that drain energy? So let's talk about like what's like, I always look at things in risk management, right? And mm -hmm. so what are those things that drain our energy so we know what to look out for so we're better aware, more, more emotionally intelligent 
as we look at these levels? Um, again, like I'm going to say awareness a lot because, well, awareness doesn't drain our energy, but being aware of what drains your energy, because what drains you and what drains me may be completely different things. So that's huge. So, but anything stressful, you know, again, what kind of lens do we have on in that day? Are we reacting to what someone said with judgment? That's going to drain our energy. So honestly, to think about it, is there any judgment in what I'm thinking or what I'm saying? If there is, that's draining me. Judgment drains. It just, it just does. Um, and it could be judgment of ourselves. Like sometimes, you know, people that struggle with level one energy, they are so hard on themselves. Like they just, they judge themselves with a stick that's, <laughs> you just can't, you can't reach it. It's just too high. Um, whereas level two energy, you're blaming everybody else. Everybody else is all the problem. So again, that judgment, we have to, we have to spot that and say, okay, wait, I, I don't want to be in judgment right now because that's just going to drain my energy. So I think it's like that. I mean, we could list a bunch of um, scenarios and situations that drain us, but really it's judgment. So there's an acronym you use fast that yeah. so instead of, so instead of like, so, so here's the thing, this is why I'm so big into values based leadership. And this is why I think that this fast acronym is so great. So with value-based leadership, we teach people to operate on within their values instead of giving them like a thousand policies that tell you what to do in every situation. Because even if you gave a thousand, it wouldn't be enough. But mm -hmm. if we act on our values and we stay consistent to our values and we're in a tough situation and we say, well, I believe in compassion and, and, I, I, and I'm, I'm big on empathy and I'm big on connection and I'm big on service, then the way I interact in that situation, whatever it is, okay, is going to be reflected by those values. Now, I, I say that the transition, maybe an great analogy, but when we know and understand this acronym that you have, then we can identify it, right? And then we can put a label to it. We can kind of call it out and then we can reframe and then we can move from the levels. And so that's one of the it. things I think is so important. So can you take us through the FAST acronym? You've, you've yeah, got so one of them already, STRESS. Yeah, <laughs> stress is a big one. So FAST is an acronym for frustrated, anxious, stressed, and tiredness. So thinking about what are the things that cause us to feel frustrated. And, you know, they could be anything. And I think one thing I shared with you earlier is that 87% of employees are disinterested or disengaged from their work. Wow. Like, that's a huge number. It's a huge number. And over 40 million people in just America are struggle with anxiety and are on medication just to keep an even keel. And by no means am I knocking that, but it's such a real thing. And so uh, frustration is really, really important for us to understand of what makes us frustrated. Um, so, you know, frustrated is, is when we feel upset or we feel annoyed because of the inability to change something. So that's that level one, frustration. You, you can't change it. It's beyond your control. Um, so that's what frustration. So, you know, that would be different for each one of us. But, you know, we, if we were to each of us have a little notepad and write down a couple of examples, we, we could easily come up with what frustrates you. Um, yeah. Love that. So it, because if we label these things, right. Yeah. And, and we understand it. And then that power of reframing or creating a solution or, you know, asking ourselves some more in-depth questions, um, about what, what is the root of what our stress or anxiety is. And, and it, when we say things out loud or when we write things down, oftentimes when we say it out loud or we write it down and try to articulate it, it isn't near as big of a deal is what we had in our own mind. Yes, that's so true. Um, which is why like I, I write, I journal very, very often. I won't say I do it daily. Um, and sometimes my journaling is just getting all that frustration out because then I look at it like to, like to your point. Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't that bad. Or, you know, like my terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. I actually wrote everything that happened and I just laughed and there was nothing funny about what happened that day. But when I wrote it down, I'm like, you know, 
that actually was, I mean, <laughs> there was some humor to that. And like, it was so much better to get it out. So, you know, identifying the frustration is absolutely huge and very key. So the things we need to be aware of, and, you know, we make a list, write them down, become so more self-aware because awareness mm-hmm. is one of the huge things about energy and our energy as I'm sitting here and learning and, and we're talking about this. So right, what are the things that are stressing you day in and day out? What are the major things that are hanging over you? What are things that are frustrating you, right? What are things that are yeah. upsetting you or annoying you? Um, things that you can't change. You know, we talk yeah. about control the controllables. Like, if it really is something we can't change, if we don't have a solution, we just got to let it go, control the controllables. What makes us anxious? What is stressing us out? Um, I think the thing about anxiety and anxiousness is, I mean, true anxiety actually really isn't as much uh, created by outside stimulators as it is inside. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, like, that's, that's why you don't see a correlation. You can't say, well, this shouldn't make you anxious. Well, you just don't have control over that. Correct. And then the, um, the tiredness, which is something we, we do have control over as we take care of one of the you know, four key areas that contribute to our energy, and that's our body, you know, our physical, our physical mm-hmm. health and well-being. Absolutely. So what are, Karen, what are some of the costs of low energy? Oh, my goodness. Uh, loss of productivity. Um, when we don't have energy, you know, you stare. Uh, this happened to me, me the other night. <laughs> I mean, granted, I had a really long day. Um, that was that terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And I, I needed to plan. I wanted to plan for my next day. And so I have my paper in front of me and I needed to do a little studying and I'm looking at it. And I just, I mean, I stared at the paper for like 20 minutes and did absolutely nothing. I just, I, I couldn't, I was done. I was toast. I was, I was overly tired and I just could not function and get what I wanted to be done. And so that can really impact our productivity. Now, granted, I was working later in the evening, um, but if you're, you know, at your office desk and you're feeling that, that's going to impact your productivity. It's going to make us you know, irritable. We're, we're more quick to be tipped over emotionally. Um, and that's a huge cost because again, if you're in a work environment, you're working with coworkers and you're irritable, that really impacts the company. It impacts the culture. It impacts everything. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was thinking as I was preparing for this and about energy and some of the work I'm doing with a few clients, you know, if we don't have good energy, we're, we're not going to have focus. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have decreased levels of confidence. You know, the lens that we're viewing the world through becomes negative, And mm-hmm. we, we go into what I now understand is, is level one or, or level two. There's yeah. declining levels of engagement, uh, commitment. You know, all that leads to the productivity you're talking about. We're more easily distracted. Again, that lack of focus. But we're just, it's, I think there's a difference and distinguish between the two because uh, you could you could have lack of focus from lack of energy and be alone, but then yeah. when you add distractions to that, it, it it becomes much much worse. We don't have the ability, as you just talked about, to manage our emotions. And then if we have a culture of this, right, of low energy, of high stress, anxiety, frustration, uh, that really leads to burnout, which is going to transfer mm-hmm. to high turnover rates. Um, and then on the other side, with medical costs being so you know such a big deal for companies much higher medical costs because of the negative impact it has on our bodies. So absolutely really this, this energy and energy management is, is so important and the impacts of low energy are, are game changing. And I think the other thing that's really important is that when we have more energy and we show up with energy and we know how to manage our energy, um, we can accomplish, you know, a third or a half more during the same time frame as we could if we don't have energy. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and it comes easy to like, it just happens. You know, I don't know if anybody's ever said, you know, man, I don't know how you do that. That looks so hard. You just make it easy. You just were in that, right. You were probably working at your level six energy and it just happens. It just comes out because it's who you are. So it's so important to be able to um, be aware of, the energy level that you're experiencing and be able to shift yourself up to where you want to be optimally. Um, and, and so self-care and awareness is huge. 
So we're going to transition and shift so to the strategies, but it's important for people to realize energy can be systematically expanded. It can be regularly renewed, right, by establishing rituals and, and implementing certain strategies. One of the things that came from our last podcast was this discussion about energy. Like there's only so much time and it's important to manage our time, but mm-hmm. we can actually create more energy. And so I ask leaders to, to look and think about this leadership. Instead of looking to get more out of our people, we should be focusing on investing more in our people. Instead of just focusing on skills, knowledge, and competence, which are all very important, we have to add a focus to, to build and sustain our own energy, but to build and sustain the energy of our team. And I think mm-hmm. this is a big shift that we don't think about because the greater our capacity, the greater our energy, um, we're going to accomplish so much more in less time. I think some of the strategies we're going to talk about are, are, are going to have leaders go, what, you want me to give people more breaks? You want me to do this? You want me to do that? You want to do what? And mm-hmm. it's amazing when we talk about, you know, regularly renewing energy, some little hacks and rituals that, that we can do uh, to, to, to boost our energy and to renew our energy through the day and to make us much more productive and have a much greater impact, not only in our work life, right? This just isn't about getting more out of people in our personal life too. Then we can show mm-hmm. up when we walk in the door at home and we're not a zombie and we're a bad husband or a bad parent. And we just want to get a beer and sit and watch TV instead of engage our family and, and go for a walk or throw a ball. Mm-hmm. In. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I ask myself the question all the time is how do I want to show up for this event, this moment? How do I want to show up as a wife, um, as a mom, as, you know, a leader in my community? You know, whatever hat I'm wearing at that moment, how do I want to show up? I'm at choice. I really am. And I have tools when I don't feel like I'm where I want to be. I have tools that can help me get out up there um, to that place. That is so. And, and so if you're, you're going to take so much from this podcast and actually you're going to take a lot from it because of the information that's already been shared. And Karen is going to share tips and, and strategies about how you turn that choice into, into a reality, but people that are really struggling with this, I, I would, I would ask you to take a deeper look at the information we'll have in the details of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're following us on LinkedIn, if you're not following us on LinkedIn, you got to follow us on LinkedIn. There's great information coming out every day. Um, because Karen is going in and she's really helping companies in this. She didn't read a book and start talking about it. Like everything she's working on and doing and creating is from her experience. And so if you are struggling with this, it's worth a call to Karen to dive deeper because every situation is, is unique and different. So Karen, what are some strategies that, that we can use to help us control which level we're in? Um, I think, The first one is to slow down. Slow down and ask yourself, um, sometimes we're just too reactive, but even pause and ask yourself, is this, whatever I'm feeling, serving me? Is reacting and getting mad at this coworker who's done this again serving me? Is this how I really want to show up? Or do I want to show up and look for different opportunities? So I think like that question is huge. And you said something, I don't know, if, was it a slip of the tongue? But you said leadership. And I thought, I wrote that down. I said, ooh, I like that. Yeah, no, actually, uh, John Maxwell wrote a book called Leadership. And I've seen a lot of things like mindset shift, culture shift, yeah. culture shift. Um, so it's just a, it's a shift in the way leaders traditionally think. Yes. John Maxwell, an amazing guy, so many different books. I'm sure everything everybody says about leadership at some point or another, whether they read his books or not, um, <laughs> right. something that he said, he's just a phenomenal guy, but yeah. Okay. So that's one of the few books I've not read by him. <laughs> so yeah. So I think the first part is to slow down and just ask, you know, is this serving me? I think that's really key. Awesome. So slow down and ask yourself, is this serving me? What's another strategy? Um, Another strategy would be, you know, first of all, make yourself aware of what the seven levels are. And, you know, anybody can reach out to me and I would be glad to send them, um, you know, just a 
a small Word document that kind of outlines what they are. You know, if you need to print those out and put those next to your, your computer, um, but ask yourself, where do I want to be? Where do I want to show up? And then how do I need to shift my mentality? How do I need to shift that perspective? Um, because again, energy is like a lens. If I have a blue lens, everything I look at is going to be blue. Um, so I can choose that lens and look at things differently. You, know, you can always look at one situation seven different ways. Yeah, and you did a great job of illustrating, illustrating that earlier. What's, a, what's another strategy? Um, I think another strategy would be accountability. Having that person or people in your life that you can go to and, hey, you know, hey, I'm kind of struggling with something. Um, and being able to, you know, have that vulnerability to have that conversation and just say, I, I just need some help right now to think this through. You know, a lot of us are verbal processors, um, and it's not a male-female thing. I know a lot of men who are verbal processors, too. I I'm raising my hand on the other <laughs> side of the camera. Right? And because when we say something out loud and we hear our own voice say it, it's powerful. So having that, excuse me, that safe person that we can share things with and process out loud can just give us that bit of space. I mean, how long would it take to have that conversation? Five, 10, maybe 15 minutes? You know, what a great way just to give yourself a break, go to that accountability person and talk it through. And then before you leave, make the decision, how am I showing up? Don't just go back and do the same thing, <laughs> but make that conscious choice of this is how I'm going to show up. Yeah, 100%, 100%. What else yeah. you got for us there? Um, outside of gratitude, um, I, I'm not, I, I would probably say that's about kind of where I do, and I'll, I'll, I'll read something to you. I was reading an article the other day, and I was at a doctor's office, so I forget what magazine it was, but it was by Michael J. Fox, and um, I didn't realize that he had, um, he's gone through, I knew about his Parkinson's disease, but I didn't yeah. realize about the other things. And if you were to think about people who have a really positive attitude, Michael J. Fox would be at the top, but he doesn't really have a lot of reasons. You know, he's, he's experienced some really hard times and big, big, big challenges. And yet he maintains this positive attitude and it's not a fake. I'm just going to pretend everything's rosy. It's he's very genuine. And the quote that I wrote down is optimism is really rooted in gratitude. So I think being able to, you know, whether it's daily, nightly, multiple times in the day, kind of stop and just say, what am I thankful for? Make that list. You know, we all carry smartphones, so you don't have to go and buy a journal. Although there's nothing wrong with that. That's a great way to do it as well. But put that list somewhere, your smartphone in a journal and just start writing. And it, there's something really powerful when that list is several pages long. And yeah. that will help you um, maintain that. Because when you are positive and things are going well for you, you don't want to be in those catabolic energies because they're not serving you. So that creates even a heightened awareness. 100%, 100%. A couple things is I've been doing a lot of research on this. I want to add to the, to the great list that you have. Um, there's so much power in these intermittent breaks. You mm -hmm. know, some people say 50 minute blocks. Some of the things I read say you can really go at it for 90 to 120 minutes, but then just the physiology of your body and what you need, you've got to, you've got to take that break. Um, if you're starting to yawn, feel hungry, more difficulty concentrating, that's time to get up, take yeah. a walk. Uh, if you got a, a, a place at work that has stairs, walk up and down the stairs, take a walk around the block, listen to music, um, something that completely has nothing to do with work at all. Take 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. And this is where, you know, I talk about leaders and that shift about, wait, don't tell my people to take more breaks. I guarantee you, if, mm -hmm. if people start to recognize these signs, right, and become more effective and use these intermittent breaks, they're going to be, they're going to be much more productive. Obviously, we know we need to exercise, we need to eat well, we need to sleep, but this break thing is, is so important. You've talked a lot about 
the control over your emotions and how really, as you describe these things in phases one and two, I think of that fight or flight. Yeah. Um, their victimhood is so destructive. And, you know, are you a victim or are you a victor? That quote that's out there, it's mm-hmm. really powerful. And so we really got to understand and learn what, what triggers our negative emotions. And then another thing, the last thing I just want to share quick is there's so much power in expressing appreciation. And when you express appreciation to somebody and it is specific and it is detailed, it isn't just the person that gets the positive energy boost. There's positive energy that comes right back around to you. It's beneficial to the giver and the receiver. This can be a handwritten note, an email, a call. It could be a text. I love that in, in, if I can, in person and bringing Mm -hmm. my positive energy intentionally and from really showing that appreciation. Other ways we can get that appreciation is through mentoring and through coaching. And so just a couple other things that really can impact our emotions and the quality of that energy that we're driving because there, there's a lot of intentionality um, in our energy management and the way we show up. Yeah, absolutely. I want to tie back in because everybody who listens hasn't listened to every episode, but a few weeks ago, this really relates to energy. You introduced the quote to me that I used two days later at a, at a keynote presentation. Are you a thermostat or are you a thermometer? Do you just walk us through that quick and we'll kind of close with that today? Yeah, I was, I was going to bring it up, so I'm glad you did. Uh, so a, a thermostat, as we all know, sets the tone and the temperature of, of your home. Um, and a thermometer would simply read what is the temperature around it, you know, typically inserted in your mouth um, or on your forehead. We won't go any other places. So the thermostat is reactive, or sorry, the thermometer is very reactive, but the thermostat is set. It, it regulates. And so, you know, that's just something I, I set in my head that I want to be a thermostat. When I walk into a room, I want to leave knowing it's at a certain temperature, whether it has to be raised or lowered. <laughs> you know, I want it to be a certain temperature. I want to walk in a room and make a difference. And so I, that's just my mentality, my mindset. I don't want to be reactive. We've all been in those situations where you're around people and, you know, they're all struggling, no judgment towards them. They're going through something. I can choose to allow myself to be sucked into that, or I can choose to maybe bring them up. And so I choose the latter. And so being a thermostat versus being a thermometer is such a powerful concept and it really does relate to our energy. So it's, it's very, very powerful. And then also just to go back to, you talked about taking the breaks and stuff, knowing what works best for you is so powerfully important. And none of the things that you mentioned cost money. They're they're cheap. They're free. Go take a walk around the block, (laughs) run up and down the stairs, you know, breathe, you know, just take three deep cleansing breaths. It'll change your perspective. (laughs) You'll see clear. It's just powerful. Yeah. That was one of the other things I had written down as well. Taking those deep abdominal breaths Mm-hmm. clearing your head, exhaling uh, through over five or six seconds, doing that for a minute, 90 seconds, two minutes, really will help get you out of that fight or flight mode Yes, and, and resettle and rebalance. And I wanted to, to kind of end and wrap it up with that. Are you a thermostat or a thermometer? Because we talked about extensively energy management, how we can control our energy. And we work through the, the seven different stages but, I, but once we know how to control our own energy, then it becomes very, I think, more simplistic on how we impact and can impact the energy of others. And that's yeah. by being the thermostat. And that's yeah. by choosing how to walk in. And, and even if we're not feeling that energy at that moment, um, we can generate that within us and go mm-hmm. drive that for a few minutes and what I would tell people is if you do that and you pull yourself out of that state and you may think about faking it or whatever, but I think you fake things long enough, you become it. And I know when I, if I walk into the room and I'm just feeling down, I'm having a bad day, but I'm always going to show up for my team with positive energy. And for that two or three or four minutes, I drive that positive energy and intentionally it might be manufactured. What happens is by the end of that interaction, it's no longer manufactured. I walk out in a different energy level. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I just I'll, I'll challenge the the faking thing because I know some people are gonna I I know where you're coming from and I totally agree. But some people will listen and go, yeah, well we shouldn't fake anything. Well, I can't fake being a basketball player. I cannot, with the best intention, the highest level of energy, I cannot fake it. I if you've ever seen me try to do sports, I have three left feet. I just it's just not in me. But if I'm struggling and having just some rough things going on internally, and I know that I have to speak, I can, I can tell myself, okay, Karen, we've got this. You can do it. You can do it. Pump myself up. And I can be a dynamic speaker. Why? Because I am a dynamic speaker. I have that power within me. I know what my giftings are and I know what my skill sets are. So we're not faking something we're not. We're basically overriding our emotion. 100%. And sometimes our emotion is wrong. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, yeah. And thanks for reframing that because I think that's important, and the points you made are very, very important. Mm-hmm. Karen, thank you so much for taking the time again today. I thank have a you. feeling this isn't the last time we're going to be getting together in this format. <laughs> I look forward to working with you. You're just an incredible person. Uh, Karen thanks, is the Danny. first person that we've had back for the second time on a podcast. Her topic and the timeliness of it so important. We plan on having a few other guests back as well, but it just says Excellent. something about her. Um, remember to check out her information. Uh, it's all going to be detailed within the details of the podcast. Uh, follow us on LinkedIn, follow Karen on LinkedIn. Um, because when we release this podcast, um, there'll be a week full of really breaking this information down. I'll try to get some of those documents from Karen as well that, that we can share and visuals and give her credit for. Um, and, and so it's been so big the, the, the seven different levels of energy, the way she broke that down through, through the, through the peanuts and through the characters and Charlie Brown and, and Snoopy and everybody is so important. The key factors and understanding and knowing what drains our energy, understanding the costs of low energy, and they are significant. They mm-hmm. are significant. And then understanding the strategies to take on and address that are so important. All these things we've covered in, in this short hour. So much value so much information. To our listeners, thank you for sharing this time with us. If you found the episode helpful, please consider subscribing, uh, give us a rating, leave a review, share it with your network. It really helps us reach more people. That's what this is all about. If you enjoyed our episode today, um, you know, think about subscribing uh, to our Leadership Excellence information, our mailing list. We promise not to, we promise not to overwhelm you with spam. That's directly at our website. That's in the podcast description as well. And remember. Most importantly, always be committed to excellence.